When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight in a town with the world's largest drive-in restaurant, revenge is very much on the menu for the American number one Taylor Fritz in the opening match. We're coming live from Atlanta once again here on Tennis Channel. Taylor, the world number nine, wants revenge when he squares up to Wu Yibing after his loss to the Chinese star in the Big D in February. And for Jerry Zhang, it's when idols become rivals as he takes on an iconic star he has looked up to his whole life. And this is what's coming up on the show. It's hometown favorite Chris Eubanks under the lights. His name in lights is already through to the quarterfinals in Atlanta. The shocker of the day in Warsaw, where the second seed, Caroline Mohova, was upset by one of the lowest-ranked players in the draw. And speaking of draws, an artist has been drawing on Nick Kyrgios. We'll show you what Nick's latest body art looks like on today's show. Welcome and come into the studio. Join myself, Mark Pecci, Monica Puig, who probably feels as though it was easier to win the gold medal in Rio than it is to work at Tennis Channel. You've been working so hard. And former world number five, Jimmy Arias, and the greatest storyteller since Stephen King, Actually, picked up a pen. I already want to know about the biggest drive-through restaurant. restaurant in Atlanta. In a, a, Same, in a, please. I, yeah, I, I don't even know about eight, this. 800-seater so. restaurant what? it is in Atlanta that you can drive into, pick up your meal and as the Braves aren't playing, I think you actually can go there and pick, get yourself over to the tennis as well. I thought you were just making stuff up. Listen, us okay. Brits come to the U.S. and we teach you something every, yeah, single, every you. single day. What can Taylor pick up from his loss against uh, Wu Yibing in, in Dallas? What would he have learned from that? What tips would he have got? He would learn that Wu is a very good player. That's the main <laughs> thing that I think he would learn. And the problem for Taylor is I also think Wu is a guy that's going to be top 30, top 20 in the world. That's the type of game that he has. Taylor's obviously top 10 right now. He's had sort of a strange year, very solid results, but no big results yet. His best result somehow happened on clay in Monte Carlo. You wouldn't expect that for Taylor Fritz. So he's just got to get the hardcore season started. This is not an easy way to start it against Wood. Yeah, and Monica obviously hasn't been as successful in the majors in recent times. Quarterfinals at Wimbledon in 2022, but lost in the opening round of the U.S. Open last year. Hasn't been past the round of 32 at any of the three majors so far. So he needs to get some momentum going before New York. I agree, and there's been so much expectation on him, especially since he cracked that top 10. His name has been in the conversation many times. Will he be the top American, win a slam, get to the later rounds of the majors? So it's dealing with all that pressure and expectation that's new to Taylor but, I mean, he's been around for quite a long time, so start getting used to his name being a regular conversation piece, no? Yeah, we've got to rattle through things. We've got six events coming from five cities, and we've got about 20 minutes to do it all in. So let's get you over to Hamburg. And this was an interesting one, Monica, because Garin came in against Kasper Ruud with a head-to-head -head record that saw him having won three out of the four previous meetings. And also two of those wins were on clay, which is Kasper Ruud's best surface, Kasper has 
21 wins on clay this season. We know that Casper's the previous match. He also had some difficulty being stretched to three sets. But Casper does this extremely well. Is in the big moments. He rises to the occasion. Has reached the quarterfinal in the last four clay events he's played. He even said in his previous match he needed to stay quiet and start internalizing and think his way out on the court. And he did that very well today. Christian Garin has been a player who's been dealing with some injuries, who's struggling to come back and finding the same form that he had. He has been as high as 17 in the world, so struggling to get back there, but Kasper Ruud pulls off another impressive win. Certainly wasn't easy for him. For another player that wasn't easy for yesterday was Andre Rublev. Had to save three match points up against a very dangerous opponent, Jimmy. He was, and Rublev obviously not feeling quite as good in Hamburg as he has been feeling the rest of the season on clay. As you mentioned, save match points in the first round. I saw this score and thought, I didn't see the match, I saw the score, and I thought, is there a chance that Rublev just was already thinking ahead to hard courts? Because two and two does not sound what you would think from Rublev, but after watching a highlight and he throws his racket right away after he, he really cared, it was just Altmaier playing a little bit too well. Altmaier's forehand had been a weakness of his. Always had a beautiful one-handed backhand, and he's a great fighter. His forehand has really improved in the last couple of months. And that's why he's getting all these wins all of a sudden. Does anyone have an ugly one-hander? I don't think it's ever existed, has it? I did. <laughs> all right, Jimmy. Just you, watch me play. You did, but perhaps no one else is. He's 3-1 and one against top tenors in the course of his career as Daniel Altmaier. That's hugely impressive. So... For the German, he gets through. We're going to quickly take you over for more men's tennis coming from Umag. Tommy Team, could he get the win over a man that has excelled this year in Eugene Lehechka? Lehechka so solid on every surface. I'm somewhat surprised he came and played on clay at this time of the year. He had a great Australian Open quarterfinals, made a round of 16 at Wimbledon, playing Dominic Team. And Team, from what I'm told, is playing fantastic. He's the Dominic Team of old in practice. And when he gets in the match, he hasn't been able to recreate that sort of winning feeling. He did get up a break in the second set after losing the first set. You thought, okay, maybe. Maybe he's going to find that winning formula. He gets broken back. He gets broken again here at 5-all. And Lehechka, who's the man with some confidence because he's won so many matches, he's able to close it out with a nice serve and volley. Yeah, difficult times for Tomek Team. Best player that he's been ranking-wise on a clay course since coming back from the wrist injury was Ben Shelton in Estoril. was 39 in the world, still trying to search for his form. Stan Wawrinka at the moment is not seeing too many stop signs in his career. No, he's another player similar in some ways to Dominic Team in that he was out for a while. It has never really refound that winning a major form that he has, but as you'll see from these highlights, he's still ripping the ball from the back of the court. Showed a little touch here on set point. And he's close, Babrinka, to me. He's close to being the stand of old. He's just, again, it's winning the big points. At this stage in your career, you got to win the important points. Babrinka was able to get the important points today in Umag against Korea and ran away, really, with the second set, showing you power and touch. Got a lot of finesse around the net. Loves to play a little bit of mini tennis when you've ever been on the court. Watch this guy practice. He loves mini tennis all the way through. A couple of hours out there, and he does bring the sledgehammer. 
to crack open his opponents. Nice little finish here from Stan, and it's nice to see him making a, another deep move at a tournament, at a tournament that he won back in 2006. Much respect and love at the net between these two, and that is what the quarterfinals looks like. Arnaldi's doing a nice job from Italy, 22 years of age, career high ranking of 21, takes on Lehechka next. Vavrinka takes on Kabayas Bayena, who had a neck injury when they squared up in Gestad, and he couldn't finish that particular match. As I said, we're in a bit of a rush to get through everything. We're off to Warsaw, also known as the Phoenix City, because it's been rebuilt so many times. But rising from the ashes, Monica, was Mahova's opponent today. I mean, Mahova, we know that she made that impressive run at Roland Garros, had opportunities to knock out Iga Sviantek to capture her first Grand Slam title, and just struggled in this match to close out this final set. I mean, to come back from a deficit like Sramkova did, 5-1, you almost think that you're going to lose the match. You know, you're out of it completely. And Sramkova hangs in there. It just goes to show you keep fighting. You never know what can happen. Fights back. And what a way to close it out against an opponent who can play well on every single surface and has all the tools to be a Grand Slam champion, but just did not have enough today. And Sramkova pulls off the astonishing upset. Who saved the match point in the semis of the French against Sabalenka is on the other side of it today. For the third time, Schrontek took on Claire Lou, and for a third time, the world number one was too good. Well, Claire Lou is coming off of having her best stretch of weeks, making the quarterfinals in Sweden and the semifinals last week in Budapest, has a ranking of 78 in the world right now, but Schwiantek looked unbothered, especially in this first set. She just continues to show that dominance in her footwork, in her shot-making, just extremely aggressive when she's out there on the court, making Claire Liu work around the court, hitting her spots, hitting her targets, just feeling very, very much at home here in her home country of Poland, and making quick work of Claire Liu. Had a little bit of a hiccup in the middle of this second set, but recovered nicely, didn't really give the American any look at coming back in this match, and she just continues on. Comes to a win for the top seed in world number one, getting through at home at Warsaw. Of course, this was a clay court tournament last year. It's on hard as they build towards New York. This is the draw. Wickmeyer was outside the world's top 300. She, at the start of the season, she's now live ranking of 102. Good couple of wins for Heather Watson. And there is still a lot of opportunity in there. Noskova taking on Schwantek. Of course, a couple of uh, top 10 wins for the 18-year-old from the Czech Republic earlier this year against uh, Kasakina down in Adelaide. That was uh, very impressive from her. It would be interesting to see how she gets on against the world number one. Jimmy, when you're in that riptide of negativity that Mahova got in, it's almost impossible to get out of, isn't it? Well, the way she played at Roland Garros, you thought, this is a player that's top ten forever. She had every part of the game rolling. This kind of match could have some scar tissue. 5-1 lead, there's no way you lose that match without helping your opponent. And obviously she helped her opponent, got very tight, had a look of absolute disgust, fear, ready to cry after it was over. I just hope she can put that behind her and start playing again because her level is certainly there. It's just a strange end to that match. And Monica, do you have any of those scar tissue moments? 
Oh, I've had a few, and believe me, they're pretty tough to get over, especially in the next match that she plays when she gets up in that type of situation, because she will be. She's an excellent player who can make it to the depths in those tournaments. She's probably going to have it lingering in the back of her mind, but she has to put it out, continue to focus on her strengths, because she is an amazing player, has been injury-ridden for the past couple of years, so it's nice to see her back on top, but needs to focus in those key moments. Yeah, she's going to need to keep everything in perspective, as you always do as a tennis player. One man that's keeping things in perspective and needs some wins on the board, of course, is Taylor Fritz. Bit disappointing at Wimbledon for him. Can he be more successful in Hotlanta? Can Taylor bring the sizzle? This is where we're going to reside for the rest of the day in Atlanta. This is the match that Monica just called. JJ Wolf snuck through. What I most loved, especially about this first set, was the masterclass of serving that we saw from both players, but just the clutch returns from JJ Wolf when it counted and the passing shots. He is a player that has everything. He moves well, he hits a beautiful backhand. And it's just so aggressive through the court and with no signs of letting up. Maxime Cressy had some really big serving coming to the net, kind of trying to close those gaps on the court. But it seemed like J.J. Wolf just had all the answers, especially in these clutch moments. Cressy not able to produce the goods in the second set with his serving and gave J.J. Wolf all the opportunities to capitalize and take this win, especially with this gorgeous lob to seal the deal in straight sets. Never easy, always can be uncomfortable taking on a guy like Maxime Cressy as we rewind from today to last night and the man of the moment. No, it's not you, Jimmy. It's Chris Eubanks. It is Chris Eubanks, although in the first set against Brandon Nakashima, he was being outplayed. And I know this set eventually went to a tie break, but Nakashima was won two different games. He had break chances. Look at that drop volley from Nakashima showing you how confident he was. He ended up taking the tiebreak. So first set to Nakashima. And throughout this second set, Eubanks was still under pressure, trying to figure out a way to make returns. All of a sudden, at four all, he figured it out. He'd only won a handful of points returning. Broke at love at four all. Served it out in style. Third set, similar situation. Again, Nakashima holding easily, and then all of a sudden, one game, Eubanks puts it together. He has so many weapons. All of a sudden, he has a one-handed backhand that's as good as anybody's. He's ripping it down the line. That was a weakness not too long ago. Served it out. Had some anxious moments serving it out, but the big heater got him through it. College night, and it was another great night for Chris Eubanks as he continues to excel, continues to build on the confidence, and look at this. Everybody loves Chris. I tell you what, Chris loves that last number, doesn't he, Monica? He's almost guaranteed himself for sure a seed spot at the U.S. Open. And I'm, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not going to say that it was my Hawaiian pineapple pizza that made him, you know, feel himself here in Atlanta, but, you know, if that's what works... Chris, you're welcome to our house anytime. I will make you the pineapple pizza all the time. Wait, that was last week? That was on Thursday of last week. Right. So I'm just saying, I mean, it we didn't will get continue it. making the pizza 
I mean... I'm still offended by the pineapple on the pizza. That should just be a no-no. You should, I mean, you should have some rules against that. Hey, if he keeps winning, he can have whatever he wants. He so did make quarterfinals somehow of Wimbledon without your pizza. But, I mean... <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just I mean, taking credit yeah. for the pizza uh, now. It, yeah. where's, 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 for where's, Prakash, where's Prakash when you need him to come up with, a, with, a, with the uplifting... With a witty response. As, I'll tell you the one thing I do want to quickly just touch on with Chris. I was looking at some of his numbers. Um, everybody at home knows that we love to talk about speeds of shots. Uh, Jimmy, I was looking at his forehand speeds uh, in his match in his opening round. He was up at 89 miles an hour for part of that match. He finished it at 85. That would have been the fastest on tour last year. But not only that, you talked about his backhand, how well he's been hitting it. He was averaging 77 miles an hour on his backhand. That would have been the fastest backhand on tour last year. It is extraordinary what is coming off the racket of Chris Banks right now. It, it is, and I'm going to have to be my typical self and sort of some of the credit to that power that he brought in the first round was his opponent. Andres Martin was hitting the ball fairly slowly, so it allowed Eubanks full time to just take a complete rip. Having said that, he's always had the power. He said it in the match afterwards, the post-match interview. He said, I've always had the power. I couldn't control it. He's now controlling the power, and that's what's making the difference. Yeah, the magic elixir in tennis is confidence, Monica, but it's very hard to get, and it's pretty easy to lose. It's been a big shift from, for Chris. He's come home. He's back in Atlanta. He's getting noticed in restaurants everywhere, but he just seems to be just breezing through life with it. I mean... I just have to say it, especially when he won the match point, just hearing the roar of the crowd. I think it's the first time that he's heard a crowd cheer for him that loudly, and he's kind of enjoying that moment, and he deserves it. I mean, he's earned to be in this position, and he's certainly taking advantage of every single moment that he has this attention. And I, I really like what he's doing, especially going into the U.S. Open, having this type of confidence. It's huge. Yeah, it is huge. Uh, just a word of warning, Alexander Vukic, who he takes on in the next round. They've played six times. Vukic has won four, so it doesn't get easier for Chris Eubanks. It doesn't get easier for Taylor Fritz as well. He's up against a man in a few moments that he lost to in Dallas earlier this year. He's going to need to bring his best tennis, the American number one. We're about to find out if he can. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hamburg's where the men and women playing, and there's been a, a wonderful story. The 19-year-old from Germany, Noma Noah Akua, and she is through in her debut tournament to the semi-final, taking out former semi-finalist of the French Open, Martina Trevisan, Monica. I mean, at 19 years old, ranked 207, had 37 winners in this match, was down in both the first and second set, made the first set pretty close. Came back in the second set after being 3-1 down. Another notable mention, she was down two match points in her previous round against Storm Hunter. An unbelievable story coming back in both of these matches. You can see she's overcome with emotion. I mean, to win in your home country, it's never easy, especially when you're this young. Soaking up all these experiences, it's such a heartwarming story to see. 
drive-by handshake. Jimmy. Yeah, I gotta say, Travis, on you got an opponent that just had the match of her life is crying as she's waiting at the net for you, and you barely touch her hand in the handshake. Shame on Trevisan. Yeah, shame on Trevisan. That was uh, poor. What isn't poor is the order play for tomorrow. Jerry up against Musetti. Might surprise a few people that Jerry has a 5-2 lead over Musetti. Many will think that Musetti a hot favorite going in there. Monica, run your eye through there. What else do you like? I mean, it's a huge opportunity for the two youngsters in Schneider and Noma as well coming this is a great opportunity for two young players to make their first final, is it? Yes, it is. It is a great opportunity. Uh, yeah, in fact, it's only uh, Seville that's got an opportunity there to get through. That's her 11th semi-final for the Australian. Sam Avrinka, a man that keeps uh, keeps on going and keeps on winning. You like his chances against Gabias Bayana? I do. I mean, he's the one with the most power. He's the one that can control the court if he's finding his range, and he's looking to become more and more confident as he's playing matches, as he's winning. He wins matches every week. He seems to struggle once he gets in the latter rounds. And, Jimmy, he's one of those players that didn't stop mid-rally in terms of his career. He's gone through the two ankle surgeries. He's, he's kept going. It's nice to see these players that are back end of their 30s are still just out there striving. It's hard to believe. What is the motivation at this point for Stan Wawrinka and for Andy Murray and those players that were once at the top of the game and now trying to find their way back, but it hasn't really happened? Unretiring is a thing these days as well, Monica. I know that Jimmy's back in the uh, in the gym pretty hard these days. I'll, I'll <laughs> leave that for another day. Is that something you might think about? I mean, I'm definitely coming back to play some exhibition matches. Nothing professional. I can't serve over 100 miles an hour, so I mean, I'm, I can make do with the baseline and the stuff. I am enjoying very much my retired life, but you know, I enjoy getting back out on the court from time Madison to time. Madison Brangle doesn't serve over 100 miles an hour. She doesn't serve over 80 miles an hour. Monica's You've still got a chance. Monica's looking for a second gold medal in the Olympics. There you go. Triathlons anyway, so, you oh. know, that's that's her first focus. Somebody that will be looking to try and win a gold medal in Paris will be Igor Svontek up against Linda Noskova, who made the final in Adelaide, lost to Sabalenka, beat a couple of top tenors through there. Struggled a little bit since then, the 18-year-old. What do you think her chances are against Igor? I mean, I don't want to be harsh, but when you're playing against Iga, who's playing this well, and she looks almost unstoppable against players that are possibly below the top 10, she doesn't really seem to have any type of problem. But anything can happen. I mean, the, the WTA Tour and the ATP, it can always be open, and it's anybody's game. Yeah, it certainly is. There's lots of opportunities, certainly in these weeks when you've got this many events and the draws are kind of spread out. What opportunity presents itself here for Wu Yibing or can Taylor Fritz, Jimmy, find the form that he needs to get past the Chinese style? Wu Yibing, another one that obviously won in Dallas, but has struggled a little bit to find, recapture that form. He has struggled, but what many people don't know is he actually had mono. And he kept playing through the mononucleosis. Yep. And that was one of the reasons why he was losing a lot of matches. He looks to be fully fit again to me. So he's going to be back to being very difficult for Taylor. He's a great player, Wu. This will be a fun match to watch. He's so athletic. He hits the ball huge. Taylor Fritz also has those huge weapons with serving both ground strokes. So it's going to be a great match. Yeah, and piggybacking off of that, I think Wu is a very disciplined player. I watched him play the other night and seems to always have an idea on where to play the next shot plays chess tennis very well. He's going to have his hands full with Taylor Fritz. I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Yeah, and the UTS came up with some hot shots and in hot Atlanta it is going to be Taylor Fritz. It's going to be Jimmy Harris on his way to pick up with Mark Knowles after the break. It is the American number one next.